What up? What up, everybody? This is Sports on the Brain, and I am your humble host, Mondo. And this week, we are talking Giants, and we are talking Knicks. And believe it or not, we've got good news on both. Yeah, baby. So strap in and let us get it on. So we're all in a good mood. Knicks win. Giants win. Hit the subscribe button or the follow button or whatever that darn button is so we could do this again next week. The Giants are back, baby. Yes. Oh, no, that's the Knicks. And we're going to be talking about them in the next segment. But uh, the Giants are on a roll. Well, I'll take a one-game winning streak. And I guess based upon how the Giants have been showing up and playing for the past forever, uh, I guess a one-game winning streak is a roll. But in all seriousness, um, I'd rather be talking about the Giants coming off a win than the Giants coming off of another miserable loss. I know that there's a uh, a uh, a thought process out there that, well, the Giants should just, you know, since they're not up for winning the division or anything like that, that they should just kind of like lose. And um, I think anybody that thinks that way doesn't really understand sports. I'm not about tanking to uh, uh, for draft position because, as we've learned, uh, you could pick pretty high in the draft and that doesn't really guarantee you much. But <clears throat> we'll talk about that another time. And I'm sure we'll talk about it quite often during the season. But right now, let us just bask in the glow. Bask in the glow of a New York football Giants victory over the Carolina Panthers. A powerhouse. A powerhouse, to say the least. Well, not really. Uh, I think they were kind of an average team and, you know, had a losing streak. That's exactly the kind of team that we needed to be playing because we needed to get right. We needed to win in the most desperate, desperate way. And once again, on this show, on Sports on the Brain, I'm not going to like overwhelm you with stats and streaks and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we'll bring it up every now and then, but all you guys and gals can pull it up just as quickly as I can. You know, so let's kind of like get into the meat a little bit, you know, about what happened last week with our Giants. It was a good win, a 25 to 3 win that we really, really needed. Now, that being said, to my recollection, which is not always great, I mean, I think we were only up, I think it was still a 5-3 game in our favor in the third quarter. And actually, my wife, she was watching me on the couch, and she was like, are, are you falling asleep? And I wasn't falling asleep, but to say that I was hyped and in, in completely engaged in the game in front of me, would probably be a bit of an overstatement. I was sitting there probably like the rest of you guys and gals watching the game and saying, oh, five to three. Well, should I be surprised? And then um, and then God rewarded us. And we got actually a pretty good game. We 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 you know we wound up scoring 20 second half points. Uh, Daniel Jones you know, if you look in the stat sheet across the board offensively, there's nothing spectacular. There's nothing spectacular as far as individual stats, as far as receiving. Um, Daniel Jones had an 
I guess like a box score wise, pretty average game passing, but he did prove to be our best uh, passer, our bet, our best rusher, as well as our best receiver, pulling a little one hander down on the uh, <laughs> the right sideline in the game, which actually turned out to be a really good play. And, uh, you know, once again, I believe that, you know, Daniel Jones going forward in all seriousness, I think going forward, Daniel Jones really is going to be our quarterback next year. I feel confident that we can give him a contract. I mean, it's all relative, isn't it really? I mean, these guys are getting paid ridiculous amounts of money for either have already done something good and they're on the downside or you're just kind of rolling the dice, you know, AC style, hoping that this guy is going to reach that potential that we all want, that that magic word potential. So, you know, I still don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be a, an, a like an all-pro quarterback. You know, he looks like he's going to be a really solid quarterback. His, his athleticism is fantastic. He's He's a tough kid. He's got a good arm, and um, for those of you out there like me who, you know, really, really respect and love Eli Manning, you know, I people throw it around a lot. Oh, is he, he's Eli Manning 2.0. I'll take Eli Manning 2.0, and I guess he kind of is, you know, with wheels, you know, until, until Arch Manning um, goes to Georgia and then graduates and then comes to the Giants to be our next Manning Super Bowl MVP. I think Daniel Jones is going to be our quarterback. You know, look around the league. You know, you see what's happening with all of these other young quarterbacks. And, you know, not everybody gets a Justin Herbert. You know, it just it just doesn't happen. So I like what Daniel Jones did. He's smart. He's tough. He's athletic. He's accurate. He's got a big arm. Uh, considering what's around him, I mean, almost our entire offensive line was injured all of our skill players are injured you know we're running out second and third stringers out there so you know what <clears throat> anybody that wants to kind of poo poo the victory well it was just the 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 panthers well i mean we're a one win team going into the game so i'll take a win against anybody and that's exactly what we got you know so i enjoyed it i think once again after a really sluggish start, you know, the Giants, they didn't give up. I mean, there's been a, this, a lot of talk about, you know, and I've talked about it, you know, well, is the general manager going? Uh, has the team tuned out head coach Joe Judge? You know, he's got this hard driving style. And when you don't have wins, you don't have anything to show for it. Are the guys going to check out on him? And to this point, I, I mean, I have to say, they, I, I, don't, I don't think they have. I mean, this team plays hard. I mean, we are short-handed. You know, if if the, if this was hockey, it's like we're playing five on three, all game long. You know, and um, for the guys that are out there, this kind of mash unit of of an offensive line played okay. You know, Daniel Jones did not; he didn't have an interception. Um, he's under constant pressure, so. You know, he 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 needs a lot more help. And I think that what he's been dealt and what he's working with, he's done a pretty um, admirable, 
admirable job. And the defense finally showed up. I mean, once again, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not like, you know, the Panthers are, a, a, you know, an offensive juggernaut. And Sam Darnold came back to his, like, uh, old stomping grounds, and I guess maybe he saw a ghost again. You know, he got pulled. You know, I don't know what that really says. But, I mean, I think the defense played pretty darn good, considering everything. They stuck in there. You know, they held – you hold any NFL team to three points. I'll take that as a as a, as a really big – victory as far as that side of the ball goes um ojalari um looks like he's a he like he's a real player um shout out to georgia go dogs um as we're recording uh you know george is about to go into a showdown with florida but you know once again i mean and jabril peppers suffered a uh a, a season-ending knee injury so that really stinks because i think that really affects our trading deadline that's coming up uh this week but I'll just keep it kind of short and succinct. I think the defense played pretty good. You know, we we definitely have room for improvement, but compared to how they played the previous games, they didn't give up. They didn't check out. The offense didn't give up. They didn't check out. And I think overall, I mean, it's only a two-win team, but I really do still believe in Joe Judge. I mean, there's, there's not really any rhyme or reason why. I'm, I'm not going to be like, well, you know, he doesn't – he's a special teams coach from the Patriots. And a lot of Patriots uh, coaches that have come into the league have stunk. So, I mean, call it a gut feeling. I mean, I, I, I like the discipline. I like the no-nonsense. I like the accountability. And the players seem to be playing hard. You know, I think we just need to get more good players. You know, and that kind of leads me to my my next point and probably my final point right now on the Giants this week is that, you know, no matter what happens this season, you know, and, I, and I'd like to see them win as many games as possible. I once again, I'm not playing for draft position. I'm really not. I want to see I want to see wins. I want to see guys produce. And yeah, we are at a point where I want to see who's going to be around for next season's team. But I still want to see these guys compete, play hard and win as many games as they possibly can. And until something happens, I think that that's that's what's going to happen. But we do need more players. We need depth. We're going to have to address a lot of issues. We've got a lot of players out again this week. As of right now, Saquon Barkley will not suit up for the Monday night showdown against the Chiefs. And, you know, that stinks. You know, he has been as, as talented as as a, as a player as he is he just hasn't been available i'm not faulting him you know i i think he's a he is a hard working one heck of a physical specimen but you know if if you if you can't be on the field what do you i mean what are you going to do you're you're not contributing so we're going to have to we're going to have to answer a lot of questions in the off season and we will continue to talk about this the rest of this season because it it really is important because once again, we're looking at this, and I spoke about this last week. You know, what's going to happen? Are we going to blow this thing up? Are we going to try to retool, reload? I mean, it's kind of like, how do you reload an empty gun? <laughs> you got to add to it. So however you want to describe it, whatever phrase you want to coin for it, we've got a lot of work to do, and I just don't see our current general manager 
you know, being here next year to make those decisions. And, you know, so we're going to have to figure that out because we need to bring in some good players. We've got some good players here, you know, but at the same time, too, we've got a trading deadline coming up. And I think we need to move some guys, you know, whether that's Evan Ingram, who I believe I like him, too. He's a talented guy. He just hasn't been able to kind of like seal the deal. And I'm sure that a team out there that's contending, that's looking for an additional weapon to add to their arsenal. Evan Ingram is a is an attractive player. Saquon Barkley, I mean, what are you going to get for Saquon right now? I said it before. Um, if I can trade him for something, I would. It sucks that he's the number two pick a few years ago. And if we do keep him, we keep him. But at the end of the day, I'm not giving him a long-term deal. He's going to have to play again next year for the money. That's just the way that it is. You know, I'm going to pay Daniel Jones before I pay Saquon Barkley or anybody else. And in the draft, you know, just give me a stud tackle. Give me a dude that you're going to put out there for a decade and just forget about him while he dominates the edge. That's it. So we got a big game coming up. And I know it's hard to say you're a two-win team, a big game. But, you know, we're going into Kansas City. You know, Pat Mahomes got his bell rung pretty good last week. I mean, as of right now, I think he's playing. And Kansas City, when it's loud, is still one of the toughest places to play in the league. But, you know, one win, a little confidence. If our defense can play the way that it did before, you know, Kansas City is not the Kansas City from the Super Bowl. And I think that it would be a huge, huge road win to go into to go into KC and get a win. And I think we can definitely do it. But we're going to have to play a lot like we did against Carolina. You know, Danny is going to have to, like, not make any mistakes. He's not going to be able to turn the ball over. I think that we're going to have to still stay committed to, to the run, even though the, we didn't have big stats this week. Devontae Booker ran hard. You know, Penny ran hard. I think we're going to need to continue to do that. And I don't know if Kadarius Tony is going to play. And Shepard, uh, as of right now, they're still kind of like up in the air. Um, but we need somebody to step up. You know, some of the younger guys did. And listen, if, if, if it takes those younger guys, Pettis, and other guys to kind of come in and, and you know, they're, they're, they're looking for playing time too. They're looking for a spot too. They're looking for, to get a contract too. So I don't care who it is really. You know, step up. The opportunity is there. If you're an offensive player, the opportunity is there for you to step up and make a mark. And then defensively, like I said, keep on playing hard. Play physical. Um, keep the pressure on the quarterback. You know, I, uh, I don't like to see anybody get hurt, but you've got to get on Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Um, his mom doesn't like Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Um, hard. You got to apply pressure and you're going to have to hit them. And we're going to have to neutralize Kelsey as much as we can. If we can do those, just those two things, I think we got a shot. So we'll see. You know, a positive segment for the Giants. You know, I mean, it was last week was all gloom and doom and I talked about it and I feel a lot better. You know, I'll take any win. You know, and if and if you and if you if you're not happy that they won, then you're not really a Giants fan. And I think that if you're a diehard Giants fan, you're pretty happy that they won this game. And when I talk to you next week, it'll be awesome to say that the that the Giants really are on a roll with a two-game winning streak. So we'll see. 
Go Big Blue. Let's go Giants. All right. So this episode is like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but like your favorite peanut butter, like if it's creamy or crunchy, and then your favorite jelly, like if it's just regular grape jelly, and for me, it's like raspberry jelly, or my son likes the spicy jalapeno pepper jelly. So we got that and that and Giants and Knicks, and it's a sandwich, and it's delicious. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram. That's a good sandwich, too. Go New York, go New York, go. Go New York, go New York, go. Jeff Van Gundy said last week, I think, that that's the best in-game, I guess, arena song for a team. And I have to agree. And now Knicks fans, fellow Knicks fans, feel good after a whopping five games into the season. Um, we're four and one, if you could believe it, four and one, and we could be five and oh, I guess we could be three and two too. So, I mean, I guess it could go either way, but we're four and one and we're coming off of a, a really, really, really big win in Chicago. Now, granted the final score says one Oh four, one Oh three, but we were up by 11, with a few minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And, you know, the Bulls went on a run. The Bulls were 4-0. And they were playing at home in front of their fans. So, I mean, I'm not going to fault the Knicks because the Bulls went on a run and, you know, almost won the game. But the key is, is that they didn't. Our New York Knickerbockers held on. And... I'll take a hold-on one-point win any day over any kind of loss. So let's just deal with what we got right now. We are 4-1. and one. We are a, I can't believe it, uh, a fantastic three-point shooting team. We are we're playing some good physical defense. The point guard combo rotation of Kemba Walker and Derek Rose looks beautiful right now. You know, Randall is is playing like Julius Randall. He he had a he had a he had an I guess in Randall words now an average game, but he came close to a triple double. You know, but this New York Knicks team is playing their tails off. Tom Thibodeau has got the team playing like a Tom Thibodeau team. And what we saw last year definitely does not seem like it was like a one-hit one wonder. You know, the New York Knicks are, they're no longer a gimme on the schedule. Teams around the league are not looking at the schedule and they say like, oh, we got the Knicks coming up. Ah, that's a W. No. In fact, if anything, it's the opposite now. You know, teams are looking at the schedule saying, oh, man, we got to play the Knicks. If we don't come with our A game, if we don't play a full 48 minutes or plus, they're going to they're going to whoop our tails, you know, and and we will. Now, we're still learning how to play play with each other. So the the the, the Nick fan that is glass half empty and that cannot find 
enough things to complain about is going to say, well, you know, we shouldn't have gone into double overtime against the Celtics, man. You know, we should have closed out the game in 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 Chicago, and then we should have never lost at home against the Magic after beating them up in Orlando. Uh, I don't know what kind of voice that is, but but you know what I'm talking about because you're either one of those fans or you know somebody that's one of those fans or you're listening to another podcast or or New York Sports Talk Radio and those those people are calling in. Well, I'm not that kind of cat. I'm happy to be 4-1. And, and I also understand that we've sucked for so long. We have sucked for so long. Decades of misery. So I'm going to enjoy this. And I'll take a hard-fought one win. And yeah, do I want to blow a big lead and, and, and make it a nail-biter at the end? No. It's not good for uh, for my agita and it's, it's heartburn and my blood pressure starts skyrocketing and all that stuff. So no, I, I'd like a blowout win. But you know, I also think that as this team is learning to play together, we're five games into the season and we look like a team that could actually do something. In a league right now that the Nets and the Sixers and the Celtics are all trying to figure out their stuff right now, we actually seem to seem like we got our ish together. You know, I think the, I think if if, the, if there was anything that one thing that I would be even mildly concerned about is the uh, the the workload. You know, the the the, the famous Tom Thibodeau workload. I mean, we are we are putting on a lot of pressure on our starters, and he plays them towards the ends of the game when a lot of people think, or you know, like, oh well, we should be sitting them, and, and maybe that's the case. But I don't hear any complaining. This is a well-conditioned team. It, it really, really is a well-conditioned team for the beginning of the season. You know, these guys look like like as far as like you know, con- conditioning wise, they look like they're in mid-season form i mean i look at rj barrett i I don't ever ever see him even breathing heavy you know and for 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 all you guys out there that are as old as i am remember when patrick used to play that brother used to be (laughs) at the foul line in the first quarter dripping in sweat now it wasn't because he was out of shape he just that's that was patrick ewing but so you know yeah i mean we, we he works the players hard, but let me say this in uh, in defense of it, or at least maybe to provide a little relief and actually something to feel good about. You know, I I heard uh, Rick DiPietro, you know, on his uh, New York Morning Show, and he, he he used this analogy, and I thought that it was a really really good one. You know, coming from a from a hockey player, but with the depth that the New York Knicks have. As far as like you know, for, for as far as the bench goes, with the depth that we have, we could actually do. If you're a hockey fan, you can know what I'm going to talk about. And if you don't, if you're not a hockey fan, I'll explain it. But you can essentially do a line change with this team if you wanted to. You could at a, at a point during the game, you could take out the starting five and run out the next five. And you know what? For the most part, you may not skip a beat. In a lot of ways, I guess depending on who you're playing. You know, you're going to, you know, you usually hope that the, that the, that the second team, you know, 
either holds on to the lead or doesn't give too much back. But man, our bench, our second unit guys, I'll I'll put them up against any first team in the league. Really. I'm not going to say they're going to blow the doors off, but you know, we could do that. We could we could literally run a line change with the Knicks. And I don't know, and you can tell me, you know, hit me up on Twitter or I'm barely on Facebook, but go to IG, you know, and tell me, say, no, I I, I disagree with you. Or you know what? Yeah, you're you're kind of overdoing it, but I don't think so. Name me another team in the NBA that could run out an entire second unit to replace the first unit. So I don't think so. So I think that as the season progresses, you know, and guys get kind <clears> of <throat> more used to their roles, you know, and you know, I think that we're going to have a lot of flexibility that that depth is going to be such an incredible asset to this team. And we've seen it with these really, really tight games with these games that are just nail biters or going into double overtime or whatever, you know, the depth that the New York Knicks have over the course of a season, you know, knock on wood, of course, everyone's got to stay healthy, but is going to be such a tremendous asset. You know, and and if in three months from now I'm wrong, I'll say it, but I don't think that I will be. You know, and guys are going to get more comfortable with each other. You know, Fournier and Kemba are going to get more comfortable and know where to be and where when to receive the ball. And the same thing for the guys that have been there before. And it's with the team that's the with the makeup of this team the unselfish nature of this team and the way that they play together you really do kind of get you really do get the feeling that they like each other they really like playing with each other and for each other and that no one is really concerned with you know being the scoring leader on that particular night you know i mean everyone knows i mean this julius randall's the man you know he's the man but we've got a lot of other dudes that are the man too or that are going to be the man, or that were, you know, guys, you know, when you have, you know, Julius Randle supported by a cast of Kemba Walker and Derrick Rose, I can't say more about those two dudes as far as veterans and what kind of leadership and grit and just overall solid, incredible basketball IQ to this team. And then the young guys, you know, I mean, RJ Barrett is going to be an all-star. I, without a doubt in my mind. And I think I think he's going to be better than anyone even thought he was going to be. He's so cool. He's strong. Um, he puts up a quiet 20. You know, he. I'm not worried about him at all. You know, he's still young. He, the game is going to still come to him. Mitchell Robinson, if this cat can stay healthy, um, he's going to do a lot of damage this year. I mean, he's bigger and he's stronger. He's protecting the rim. And if he's conditioned or anything like that, he's able, he is now able to not get pushed out of the paint. So he's going to get more rebounds. He's going to get more putbacks because, you know, I mean, when he played against Embiid and Drummond, two of the bigger dudes in the league, two like kind of legit centers in the league that doesn't really have legit centers anymore, he was not getting pushed around. In fact, he was the best center on the floor that night. Without a doubt, you know, we didn't even talk about that going down to Philly, you know, and kicking their behind. 
or they came out to us and kicked their behind. Either way, you know, taking out Philly, and once again, in a very, very, very dominating fashion, you know, it was a beatdown, to say the least. And so the Bulls and the Celtics and the Sixers are they're teams that we're playing for 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 playoff seeding. I'm not thinking about like, oh wow, I hope we make the playoffs this year. It's been a long time, but yeah, we should make the playoffs this year. Not only should we make the playoffs this year, I mean, I'm playing for home court advantage in the first half again. And you know what? Why not play for the division? You know, until until somebody else shows me otherwise, you know, right now, Brooklyn, oh gosh, and I hope it continues. You know, Brooklyn is trying to, you know, figure their ish out. And New York, the New York Knicks, our New York Knicks and Thibodeau and these players, I really don't, I really believe them when they say they don't hear the outside noise, you know, that, that they're concerned with themselves and they're concerned with each other and with that locker room and not with what, you know, what's being said around the league or what other teams are saying or the media or, or anything. I believe it. And if they take care of business and they keep on playing the way that they're playing, we're going to have a pretty good season. We really, really are. And I'm excited about it. So um, we have the Pelicans Saturday night, this Saturday night. When you get it, it maybe the game is probably over already. And <sighs> I think we should win that game too, don't you? I mean, Zion Williamson's out. We should win that game. and But we'll see. I mean, we're, there are going to be hiccups and bumps along the road, but um, a good start to the season for the New York Knicks. We're going to be talking about them for so long this season. I hope, and I hope every every episode that we talk about is talking about them coming off another win. But I'm enjoying them. I am enjoying. It. And if you are, and if you are a long time, if you're a new Knicks fan, enjoy this because it's been a long time since we've had this. And if you are an old head like me, like like I said before earlier on in other episodes. You know, I'm like pre-Allen Houston, pre-LJ, pre-Spreewell. I mean, I'm there from Patrick and Oak. And even before them, when we really stunk, when Rick Patino was our coach or Hubie Brown. Um, but this team is playing some good basketball. And not only that, they are playing a brand of basketball. And I'll leave it at this. The New York Knickerbockers are playing a brand of basketball that we as New Yorkers and or New York Nick fans really love. I mean, could you I mean, could you have asked for a better basketball team right now for the what for the way that we are, the way that we're wired? A hardworking, a gritty team, uh a, I'm never gonna give up team, guys that you could root for, a head coach that that is all gruff and just Er, he's from the Pat Riley, Jeff Van Gundy mold. Um, I'm happy. If you're a Knicks fan and you're not happy, I mean, you need to, I don't know, you need to take something. I don't know, but I'm happy. I feel good. I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, and we'll talk next week, but uh, I'll leave it to you with this. But, you know, I'm going to put a different spin on it. So listen, go New York, go New York, go. Go New York, go New York, go. A little more soul in that one. What do you think, baby? <laughs> ah, the Knicks are back. The Knicks are back.
another episode of Sports in the Brain in the books, everybody. So book them, Dano. Big week. Giants on a one-game roll going into Kansas City for a big Monday night showdown. And our Knickerbockers, Pelicans, Raptors, Pacers coming up. Three games that we can definitely put in the win column. So just let's do it, baby. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. Yeah, I know I use that a lot, but it does sound pretty good, doesn't it? 